Thank you for joining me this Friday, the 4th of August. I'm Grady Wolf, a market analyst with Bell Direct, and this is the weekly market update. Reporting season kicked off locally this week with a small list of names releasing results, while overseas was possibly the busiest results week in Europe and the US earnings season. Other key events that drove the markets this week were the Fitch ratings downgrade on the US, China's stimulus policy and Australia's RBA rate pause. The week started on a slightly higher note from the Chinese economy's perspective following the release of the highly anticipated policy document outlining stimulus measures the Chinese government will introduce to attempt to reignite growth in the region. The world's second largest economy has released a PMI index data for July. It indicated the manufacturing sector uptick in output was just 0.3 points from the month prior to 49.3 points. The PMI data was further supporting evidence that the economy's recovery post-pandemic is really struggling to gain momentum, especially after GDP in the region only grew 0.8% in Q2 down from 2.2% growth in Q1. The new policy document announced 20 measures aimed at increasing consumption in the region, in addition to fueling economic growth, including the building of more EV charging facilities, encouraging local governments to host food, music and sports festivals to attract tourism, and a two-year plan to boost the light industry, which encompasses goods, sports and leisure. The policy document was a start. However, analysts around the world are still expecting more concrete stimulus to reignite growth in the region over the coming weeks. On a global market scale, some big names released results this week that had a significant impact on the market movements. Qualcomm shares dipped over 2% on Wednesday after the semiconductor company released Q3 results that beat Wall Street expectations, but revenue and guidance for Q4 fell short of expectations. The chipmaker reported slumping sales in the smartphone industry is set to impact Q4 results, partially due to that slower recovery in China. Coffee giant Starbucks topped Wall Street expectations for the latest quarterly results. However, same-store sales fell short of expectations. JetBlue, on the other hand, cut forecasts on a shift to international travel and the end of a partnership with American Airlines, and this sent shares in JetBlue tumbling 8% on Tuesday. Creative social media platform Pinterest announced expenses rose 11% during Q2 to $781 million, which hurt the company's share price on Tuesday. Taco Bell owner Yum Brands also reported this week announcing second quarter earnings per share that beat Wall Street estimates, but revenue fell short of expectations at 1.69 billion US dollars compared to the expected 1.75 billion US dollars. The company's KFC stores experienced same store sales increasing 13%, which was actually fueled by demand in China. Wall Street was shaken midweek, though, by the announcement that Fitch ratings had downgraded the U.S. credit rating to AA-plus from AAA, which, with the company citing expected fiscal deterioration over the next three years as the reason behind the downgrade. This caused Wall Street to tumble on Wednesday as investor risk fears resurfaced and sparked a shift out of growth stocks like technology, with the Nasdaq falling over 2% in the worst session since February. Analysts and economists believe the downgrade fallout will be very short-lived, though, and will have no material impact on the economy or markets. 
Locally, the ASX rallied with Aussies taking a very deep sigh of relief after the RBA held the nation's cash rate at 4.1% for the month ahead for a second consecutive month in a bid to see how the economy is responding to the 12 rate hikes since May 2022. Consumer discretionary and REIT stocks rallied on the back of the announcement as these are two sectors that wear the full brunt of interest rate hikes. While technology, the winning sector of 2023 so far, also surged on the rate pause. Next week, we dive headfirst into Australia's reporting season, which will be a key indicator of how locally listed companies, both big and small, have fared during the high interest rate, high inflation environment. Locally, from Monday to Thursday, the ASX 200 fell 1.24% as the local market took lead from the global market sell-off. The utilities sector had the biggest drop, down 2.72%, followed by financials losing 1.88% and REIT stocks dropping 1.84%. The winning stocks on the ASX 200 over the four trading days were led by TPG Telecom, adding 8.37%, Gold Road Resources, lifting 7.44%, and Bellevue Gold rallying 6.71%. On the losing end, Abacus Property Group tumbled 24.5%, Silver Lake Resources fell 14.8% and Credit Corp Group dropped 12.82% after these companies released their FY23 results. On the broader index, the All Lords fell 1.23% over the week, weighed down by Star Pharma tanking 43% after AstraZeneca pulled out of the partnership development with Star Pharma for AZD0466 following a small number of asymptomatic adverse events. Eris Resources lost 40% over the week and Solvar fell 33.72%. Symbio Holdings rose 26.61% though from Monday to Thursday and Baby Bunting rallied rallied 18.75% to offset some of the heavy losses on the All Lords Index from Monday to Thursday. The most traded stocks by Belderac clients from Monday to Thursday were Origin Energy, BHP, Rio Tinto, Woodside Energy, Santos, Amcor, Hub24, Tabcorp, News Corporation and Brambles. And on the diversification front, the most traded ETFs by Belderac clients this week were iShares S&P ASX Small Ordinaries ETF, Vanek MSCI International Quality Hedged ETF and iShares S&P 500 ETF. Taking a look at the week ahead on the local economic calendar, we may see some market movements following the release of the Westpac Consumer Confidence Data for August and NAB Business Confidence Data for July, which are both out on Tuesday and will indicate consumer and business sentiment in the current market conditions. Overseas, the all-important inflation rate data for China is released on Wednesday, with the market expecting deflation of 0.3%, which will provide further sign that the world's second largest economy is struggling to regain growth in the post-pandemic era. In the US, key inflation data is out on Thursday, with consensus expecting core inflation to decline to 4.7% year-on-year to July from 4.8% in June and the overall inflation to decline to 2.8% from 3% over the month. Over in the UK, GDP data is also out on Friday and US PPI data is also out next Friday. And that's all we have time for today. Have a wonderful weekend and Friday and as always, happy investing.